Welcome to Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. Up in your football knowledge, class is now in session. Welcome back. Welcome back. We'll be back on a lot of stuff to co- cover. I know it's still the off season. We're all getting antsy for training camp to start. I know the players aren't. I've been in that situation before. And this is the time of year, OTAs, mini camp finishes up, and you have a nice break. So the guys finish up their mini camp, or last week of OTAs, towards this time in June. And then you're off until the end of July, until training camp starts. So this is time players are able to get away with their families a little bit. But you also have to realize you only have about five weeks until training camp starts. So you want to be in the best shape of your career going into training camp. Um, a lot to cover. We're going to talk over the QBs, talk talk over this list of top 100 players that came out. You know, I was surprised from, by a little of it. I also think this list of a top 100, it, it's so hard to pick your top guys because they're all different positions. So they bring different values in different ways. As we know, Tom Brady being number one, and we'll just go through the top 10. Uh, we're not going to waste your time with going through all 100, but you think about it. That number one guy, you want to be a beast. And and it's basically to me saying, this is the guy you have to have on your team. Uh, but let's start at number 10. Aaron Rodgers. Wow. I'm surprised this guy's, you know, that high up on on you know that low on the top 10 he he should be actually um top one for me I mean he's the main guy I mean but how are we judging here I know players are picking these guys but are we talking about just pure ability are we talking about the best team you know because so much goes into this and I think Aaron Rodgers getting you know him being listed as number 10 I know for 2018 and he dealt with some injuries so that, that's what you have to take in consideration here. Other than that, he's probably my number one guy because that guy can do it all ability-wise, throwing the football and athletically. I think Von Miller at number nine, I mean, that dude's a freak. You know, you want him on uh, your side of the ball as a defense because he gives you a chance. A guy like Von Miller, he creates turnovers. He creates chaos on the quarterback. But also, defensive coordinators, when you're playing the Denver Broncos, you specifically have to prepare for Von Miller. Um, so that's that's one thing that defensive coordinators, not only going through their game plan, but they have to specifically prepare for Von Miller on the edge. How are we going to block him? Are we going to leave our tackle one-on-one with him? Are we going to have a running back help out and block him? How are we going to handle this guy because he's that special of a player? Drew Brees at number eight. I think Drew Brees had had a great season last year. Um, I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer. The guy's unbelievable, mechanically sound. Um, he just he can do it all. So him at number eight, it's no surprise he's in the top ten. Aaron Donald, number seven. This guy's a monster. I mean, I know Aaron Donald. He's not the you know if you walk by him at the mall. You're not going to say that's Aaron Donald. I mean, the guy's not the tallest, but, man, he's a little bulldog. And But it's his explosiveness and quickness that makes it hard for that interior lineman, like a center guard, to block this guy. 
my brother Gino Gradkowski, he plays center, and he said, man, going up against Aaron Donald, you're going to have your hands full all game long. And we watched his videos on Instagram, and <clears throat> yeah, it looked like he was training with knives, but they were actually plastic knives. So I got a little worried there too. I thought they might have been real, but um, the guy's a special player. I'm actually surprised he's at number seven. Todd Gurley at number six, special player. That running back position, uh, that's what you need. You need a quarterback, a running back, but it does all start, start up front with the offensive line. Le'Veon Bell at number five. Get the get, you know this guy has a lot of touches for the Steelers. The Steelers are wearing them down. That's why they continue to just put the franchise tag on them and not try to pay him all the big bucks. But uh, Le'Veon Bell at number five, special player. I was fortunate to play with Le'Veon, and he can do it all from running the football to getting out of the backfield and, and catching the ball. Le'Veon's a special player um, because he he adds so much um, so much to your offense. Not just lining up behind the quarterback, but also splitting them out, getting them matched up on a linebacker in a passing route or a safety. The guy's special. Julio Jones. This guy, you know, he does it all. I mean, if, you know, playing quarterback, I want that guy on my on my team. You know, throw the ball up, let the guy go get it. He makes plays. He's holding out right now, trying to get a bigger contract. We see him working out with T.O. <coughs> And we'll get to that. I mean, T.O. running a 40, a 4-4-40 at the old age he's at. But <clears throat> Julio Jones, he can do it all. I mean, that guy is that guy is a unique talent, the wide receiver position, because of his size, strength, uh, explosiveness, speed downfield. And um, he's, he's a weapon for Matt Ryan. And at number three, Carson Wentz. This guy just exploded on the scene. What a season he had last year. It was sad to see him go out with the tournament ACL, but he is just coming back fast and with a vengeance. And um, it's going to be neat to see because, you know, the Eagles, you would think we won the Super Bowl. We're going to feel comfortable about ourselves. But no, they're not going to be complacent. You know why? Because their main leader has something to prove. He didn't win the Super Bowl. It was Nick Foles. Now, yes, Carson Wentz is the reason why they got that far and, and the seed they got through the playoffs. But that guy wasn't on the field in the Super Bowl, so he has a lot to prove and come back for, and that's why he's healing so fast. And I'm excited to see what he does in 2018 because this dude is, you know, he's one of the the future signal callers in the NFL that we're going to see for a long time and it's exciting to start to watch his early career Antonio Brown at number two I don't think any of you are surprised with that Antonio Brown puts in the work I was with him in Pittsburgh and the guy works his tail off he puts in that the the hours he's always working on his craft Uh, you know he's a Mac guy too gotta love him for that out of central Michigan but the guy, there's no one that works harder than him. So it's really cool to see. It's it's great to see where he's come, being a six-round draft pick, uh, and, and to see what he's doing in Pittsburgh. But you know what? There's so much that goes into this, man, because Antonio Brown, he's not the receiver he is today if it's not for the Hall of Fame quarterback he has behind center and Ben Roethlisberger. I think those guys are a per- perfect match. 
I'm not sure if AB would be putting up the kind of numbers he's putting up. Um, actually, I know he wouldn't be putting up the kind of numbers he's putting up with another team. Uh, so him and Ben have a great relationship, and they just connect, man. That wide receiver quarterback connection, that's them. Um, and Tom Brady at number one. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, he was on his Instagram today, said, I am honored. Grateful and appreciative of such an incredible honor. Thank you to all the NFL players for their kind words. I am blessed to play a sport with so many inspiring athletes. This recognition belongs to my teammates, coaches, fans, friends, and family. Thank you all. It doesn't matter if you start number one or number 199, which I wasn't ever in any of those. So bring the same discipline and determination every single day. You will see progress. We always, we are always learning and growing. I wish you all the best on your personal journey. That was pretty cool. You know, Brady, he is the man. He puts in the work. We talk about that. He puts in the work. Um, I think he, he deserves, he deserves to be in the top five. Number one, I mean, number one, are we voting on him for number one because of the accolades his team has won because the numbers he's putting up. Let's let's take Tom Brady out of the equation in New England. How is that football team? You know, last year, do they still go to the Super Bowl if Jimmy Garoppolo's around? Do they go to the Super Bowl if, if uh, they have Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers? So it's a good team. It's a great coach. And I believe Tom Brady is one of the best ever. But, uh, you know, to, to be the number one guy, it's just, it's just hard to really um, know what we're, we're voting on here because there's so many great players in the NFL, so many guys that add so much to their team, but there's a lot that goes into it, man. There, there's, you know, the coach you're with, <clears throat> the defense you have with you, the guys around you. You know, everything goes in that. And Brady did recognize his teammates and coaches because it is honestly a team award here. Football is the the, the best team sport out there. <clears throat> so that was your top 10 of the top 100, which, you know, I'm surprised Ben's not in that top 10. You know, and I was fortunate enough to play with Ben, and I see what the guy does. I mean, and – uh, David Carr came out with his top list, and he doesn't even have Ben in, in, in his top 10 quarterbacks. He says uh, ben, Roethlis ben Roethlisberger is no longer a top 10 NFL quarterback. That is a bold statement. You know, because number one, Ben is arguably better in his 30s, earning four of his six Pro Bowl selections over the previous four seasons. You know, this past season, Ben throws for 400. 4,252 yards and 28 touchdowns in 15 games. You know, so with Ben, if he could stay healthy for a full season, this guy could be the NFL MVP. I would like to see him earn that one year because I think he deserves it. Ben's the type of guy, too, and this is where I don't agree with David Carr because if you put if you plug Ben in another team, he automatically gives that team a chance to win. And I'm talking about with that, whether he has superstar weapons around him or not. Because you know what? The guy's a winner. He knows how to make plays. And that's what he's been doing in Pittsburgh. So to not even have him in your top 10 quarterbacks, uh, but you list your brother in there, is, is pretty bold, David. Pretty bold. 
But, you know, and another point to that, though, is I'll tell you this. We all watched the playoff game, okay? And uh, David Carr said, yes, he's a future Hall of Famer. There's no doubt he can help, still help the Steelers, okay? But he has the most talented skill players in the league on his unit. And that pair, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, makes him look great 14 seasons in. Seasons in. I don't think Big Ben can win a ton of games without them at this stage in his career. I'll tell you why that, that statement right there is false, okay? We watched that playoff game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And go back on the NFL thing on your computer and rewatch that game. Watch the touchdown passes Ben throws, okay? He throws a, a, a bomb at the end of the half to Martavius Bryant. That play, Ben holds it long enough and let's watch when he lets the ball go, how early he lets it go, and Martavius Bryant runs right under it. That's not a design play, okay? That I mean, that play's not designed to go to Martavius Bryant. That's Ben taking a chance at that part of the field on a fourth and long, taking a shot, and what accuracy and timing he threw with, okay? Now you look later on in the game. It was like a fourth and five, I think. Antonio Brown's run a go route, all right? He takes an inside release. So he takes an inside release. That means the cornerback is defending him on the outside. Ben steps up in the pocket, actually runs up in the pocket and throws a, throws it to him and drops it right into his uh, sleeve pocket, okay? It's hard enough to throw a go ball when your receiver takes an inside release because it's easier for the cornerback to defend. It's harder to be more accurate with the football and the safeties coming from midfield to cover it. Watch that throw and that accuracy. Yes, it was a great catch, but, I mean, I might have made that catch. Just stick your hands out and the ball drops right into him. So, there are some key plays in that Jacksonville game that if you plug any other quarterback in there with the weapons around him, he does. They don't make those plays. So that's kind of that's why I kind of, you know, I don't agree with David Carr. He's got to, you know, Ben is, I would say top three quarterbacks. You know, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers, um, Ben, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. I mean, that's my top five there. Because I think I want those playmakers behind the court, behind center. And I think with Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger, those guys make plays with their feet too. They move around in the pocket. They buy some time. And that's what this game's coming to, and that's what you have to do. Speaking of David Carr, let's roll right into his brother, Derek Carr. So Derek Carr on Jordy Nelson. He says, Jordy is very detailed. He wants to do everything exactly how you want it done. I see why Aaron loved throwing him the ball. You know, the importance of a guy like Nelson to still like a young football team. Raiders are a still young football team. Um, some young uh, receiving cores, Amari Cooper in his fourth year, Martavius Bryant in his fourth year. These guys can learn a lot from Jordy Nelson because he's a professional. He's been in the league for 11 years. The guy knows how how to get it done, but... On the flip side, if you're the quarterback, if you're Derek Carr, that security blanket you have with a guy like that, there's no better feeling. When you can trust the guy's going to be in the right spot at the right time, he's going to be at the the correct depth, he's going to catch the football, he's reliable, 
a few of the guys I played with like that was Ike Hilliard, a Florida Gator. You know, I played with him in Tampa. Ike Hilliard was the guy on third down and medium. You're going to him. You know why? Because he's reliable. He's going to catch a football. He's going to shimmy around the defense and find a window. You'll get the first down. Antonio Brown, another guy. He knows how to get open. And he attacks the football when it's in the air. So A.B. does a great job coming back to the football. A.J. Green, play with A.J. Green in Cincinnati. This guy's ball skills are the best I've seen. His hand-eye coordination is unbelievable. So anytime you had A.J. Green running downfield, we were coached just to throw it up. I mean, even if there's two guys defending A.J. Green, he's going to go up and make a play. And it's happened you know, numerous times. And they always say the reason why – Defensive backs play defensive back is because they don't have hands. And the reason why they play defensive back and not wide receiver is because they can't catch. So throw the ball up. And A.J. Green's the best hand-eye coordination I've seen. Muhammad Sanu, Atlanta Falcon. Awesome in the slot. Big physical guy. He's a guy you trust down the middle of the field. He's a guy that's in press man coverage. He's going to separate. He's big. He's strong. He can really... You know, on third down, he's like that Ike Hilliard. He's like a Jordy Nelson. He's reliable. Throw him the football. Marvin Jones is another guy. He's with the Detroit Lions. I played with him in Cincy. Marvin, when he first came in as a rookie, we played a lot in a preseason game. I'd be hand signaling him, giving him different looks because I knew the guy would go make a play for me. So I'd be trying to throw him go balls all day long. But that's the importance of having – you know, a, a safe safety blanket, you know, and that's what Jordy Nelson did. He, he's going to come to Oakland. He's going to dive into John Gruden's offense, and Gruden's going to know how to use him. And um, I'm excited for Derek Carr with the weapons he has. And I still don't agree with his brother. He's not top four right now in the NFL. He's a good player. He's going to be a, a really special guy down, down the way, but not right now. <clears throat> Alex Smith. Let's switch a little bit to Alex Smith because this situation – it gets to me a little bit. You know why? Because Alex Smith has done such a great job throughout his career. And I didn't like how Kansas City handled that. I mean, I know they have a special talent and Patrick Mahomes behind them. So they want to give the young guy a chance. But Alex Smith has been just a reliable guy year after year. He knows how to win. He makes good decisions. Um, and someone asked Alex if uh, you know, does he get a free pass this year because it's his first year in Washington? And, of course, Alex Smith says, no, I don't think you can rely on that fact. No, I don't think you can rely on the fact that, oh, it's the first year here, nobody cares, Smith said, uh, via the NBC Washington. It's not like in the fall. You guys are going to be like, ah, oh, well, this is his first year here. We'll give him a break. It just just doesn't work that way. Alex Smith understands what it's about, especially this point in his career. He knows it's about winning. He's not getting any breaks. He he hasn't throughout his career. Every place he's gone to, after he left San Fran, he's helped turn that team around. Look what he's done in Kansas City. The guy should have, you know, he, he was um, pushing for NFL MVP last year, the kind of season he had. So with this season, I mean, and I also think um, – with Jay Gruden, I mean, Jay Gruden in his first four seasons is 28 and 35 and one. So, you know, there's some pressure with Jay Gruden. He's got to win now. There's not a lot of time to sit back and wonder if this is going to work. 
And I played for Jay Gruden in uh, Cincinnati. I knew Jay Gruden when I was in Tampa. Jay is a great dude, man. He's he's a good coach, knows how to work with his quarterbacks and his players, and he's good, easy to play for. You know, you want to play for him. So I think Alex Smith is going to love it. He's going to, you know, he's similar to like an Andy Reid. You know, Jay Gruden's easy to get along with. And I think Alex Smith is going to thrive in Jay Gruden's offense. And Jay's going to work the offense around what Alex Smith is comfortable with. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson plans on getting with wide receiver and neighbor to get timing down. This is what Lamar said. We've got to have chemistry. That can't just happen. We're trying to win games this year. That's all. He's going to get get together with Snead and work out this offseason. And I give Lamar Jackson a lot of credit. I mean, that's how you build the rapport with your wide receivers. You have to put in that work outside of the facility. And that's what he's doing. And you know what's also funny? Joe Flacco, for only the second time in his career, is planning some sessions with his receivers during the gap from OTAs and training camp. This is only the second time Joe Flacco's done that. So he's feeling a little heat right now. And the word out of Baltimore is they're putting in some running plays for the quarterback. And the, the teammates keep busting Joe Joe's chops saying, oh, man, we don't want to call those when Joe's in there. He, you know, we don't want him to, to hurt himself. So it just shows, uh, you know, how much Lamar Jackson can do. Because during this time of year, you're only practicing in helmets. So you're not really tackling. So when Lamar Jackson scrambles outside that pocket, it's almost hard enough just to two-hand touch him. And that's what these guys are starting to notice there. And Weddle's been around uh, the league for a while. And when he can realize and feel that guy's speed when he's coming outside the pocket, it's a different – he's a game changer. Lamar Jackson is a game changer. So they're not going to have a lot of patience this year. Joe Flacco's got to play lights out. Because he's on a short leash. I'm telling you right now, in Baltimore, he's on a short leash. And I've talked about it before. That's where the NFL game's going. You have to be able to move in the pocket. You have to be able to buy some time and make plays when it's not there because it's not always going to be perfect. And I think Joe Flacco's starting to feel that pressure a little bit. I mean, he's getting her with his receivers. I'm a fan of Joe Flacco. He throws a beautiful ball, big, tall guy. And, uh, you know, he went to Pitt battle through some some things they 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 wouldn't play him over Tyler Pelko so then he transfers to Delaware so Joe Flacco's been through some stuff so but not in his NFL career this this is the first time he's really feeling some pressure uh, about his job safety in Baltimore so that we'll have to keep a, a close eye on so Andrew Luck Frank Wright on Andrew Luck who hasn't thrown in over 500 days Frank Wright says, he's making great progress. Not good, great progress. So, I mean, he hasn't thrown yet. So how do you say it's great progress? And, man, I am a fan of Andrew Luck. He is my top young quarterback. Him and Carson Wentz, but I just want to see the guy get healthy. I dealt with a shoulder injury throughout uh, the later years of my career. And it's hard to get back from, you know, because it's just you don't trust it almost. You know, you're almost tentative to get hit. You're tentative to just really let it rip. And you feel that ball in your hand, and it feels heavier than it has. You're afraid to really stretch your arm back. And 
Andrew Luck, I think it's a mental block right now that he's not feeling comfortable throwing the NFL football. He's working with a smaller ball. I think that's smart to build your way up to the NFL ball, but you got to start ripping it, my man. It's close to uh, training camp. I want to see that guy on the field. Andrew Luck's a special player. He's like that Ben Roethlisberger type. He makes plays. He buys time in the pocket. He's tough, gritty. Love to see this guy play. Love to see him get back on the field. And I hope Frank Wright is right. Frank Wright is right about how great the progress is coming along because I want to see Andrew Luck back on the field again. Let's go outside the pocket real quick. Outside the pocket brought to you by Social Gastro Pub in Perrysburg, Ohio. It's a good spot, man. Come and eat. Build your own mac and cheese, Baja fish tacos, good Bloody Marys. We got it all. But outside the pocket, Julian Edelman suspended for PEDs. He says, I'm very sorry. I don't know what happened. I've taken many tests over the course of my career, and nothing like this has ever happened. I don't see Julie Edelman as one of those guys that, you know, continues to to flirt with the line of right and wrong. I mean, I think the guy cares. He wants to continue to get better every day. He works hard. He puts in the work. But if I'm if I'm a guy in the NFL, okay, and I'm a superstar on my team, I know I'm not going to get cut. But the only reason I'm not going to be on the team or play is if I don't get healthy. Well, do you risk to maybe take a little something to help your healing process and get back on the field faster, realizing you're you're going to suffer and lose, you know, miss a few games, or like a, you know, then on the other side you got a guy like myself or guys that are trying to make the football team. If they ever got suspended for PDs, boom, you're cut. I mean, you're not going to have four games to sit back. You know, they they don't give you that kind of break. So that's where I don't have a lot of leniency on is, you know, if I'm a a top guy in the league, if I'm a franchise player, you know, my main concern is getting healthy. Now, I also believe the NFL should come up with something that players can go to a panel or a board and sit down and talk about, look, like, for instance, Peyton Manning, okay, career-threatening injury with his neck. You know, my thing is the guy should be able to go to a board, go to a panel throughout the, through the NFL, NFLPA, sit there and talk to them and say, look, this is my injury. This is what I want to do. I want to take HGH because it's going to help my healing process. I don't want more cortisone shots. And and there should be a panel that says, look, he's not trying to get a competitive advantage. He's trying to just get healthy to play again. I've dealt with it with my right shoulder. I've had hundreds of cortisone shots just to try to get me back on the field. Well, Cortisone's not the best for your shoulder as you keep shooting it in, you know, in the joint. So my thing is like, why not let these guys with major injuries go to a board, go to a panel, and just hey, take a little HGH to help the healing process and get back on the field. I don't think that's you know taking a competitive advantage. I think that's just trying to get healthy so you can be back on the field and play. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens is running a 40 and runs a 4-4 40-yard dash. Now, I give the guy credit. I mean, that's impressive um, for being in his 40s to run that kind of 40. Now, would I sign him and do I think a GM or coach would sign him to play again? No, I don't. Because number one, 
Now you have the drama in the locker room, the drama with the teammates. You don't need that headache, okay? I mean, it was impressive watching him run this 40, but you could also tell that he's still not as explosive as he was. And he still had that same running style that that he's always had. You know, but it looked like it took him a, a little to get off the line, but his his uh, top end speed looked okay. But but my thing is with Terrell Owens, um, give it up, my man. Give it up and go to the Hall of Fame. Show up, be be a true professional. This is a great honor he's getting. Go to the Hall of Fame, get honored, enjoy the moment, and soak it all in. He's had a great career. He's a great wide receiver. He played with great energy and explosiveness. When he got the ball in his hands, he ran like a monster. And I loved watching it. But I think it's over. No matter how fast you run, T.O., it's over. I mean, Julio Jones holding out. He's working right beside uh, Owens. But, uh, you know, he's the eighth highest paid receiver right now. He has a couple years left on his deal. So as you get to that point, okay, when you sign a contract, your first three years, you're going to basically get all the money. Now, the last two years of that five-year deal isn't always guaranteed. So what these players are, are worried about, and Julio Jones is right there, is these last few years aren't guaranteed. So he's like, let me maximize where I'm at in my career. I'm a, I'm a top, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL. Let me get paid like it. So that's what he's trying to do now. I don't blame him because, look, we look at – um. Des Bryant in, in Dallas. And are, are we sitting here saying, man, Jerry Jones didn't let him play out his contract. That's messed up. So the team has all the ability, you know, all the power. If, they, if they're done with you, man, they just cut you. So why aren't players, when they're in their prime, able to sit out and try to maximize their potential, maximize their earning power right now? And, and I totally agree with him, man. You have to get it while you can. I mean, um, I think he, Julio Jones, him and Antonio Brown are top two receivers in the game right now. And um, I think I think he has every right to hold out and try to get paid, man. Because like I said, the NFL owners, they don't um, they don't care about us. You know, once we lose a step, once we can't throw that football, once we can't run that route as fast as we could, um, you know, we're on the street looking for a new job. So I don't blame him for that. We'll keep you. We'll keep it come with some uh, good insight in this off season. I think this time of year, we're we're still trying to get to training camp. We're excited for the season. I think it's going to be a great year, man. A lot lot to keep an eye on. Carson Wentz getting healthy. Andrew Luck getting healthy. Aaron Rodgers getting healthy. I want to see a year with all the quarterbacks healthy, the franchise quarterback, and I want to see a lot of competition out there. It's going to be a fun season. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for tuning in to grad school. And I look forward to, to talking to you once again. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Give me your feedback, any questions you have. We'll be running special soon, but grad school is the place to be. You guys have a good one.